Welcome to Gateway Church Wirral Online. We're so delighted that you're with us this morning. So great that you can be a part of our live streamed gathering. Just to welcome you to this space and what we're all about. Um, to say that we as a church, we're all about seeing people meet with God, encounter him for all his goodness and his grace and for lives to be changed by him. As a church, we want to see a world transformed, made better and better through every life transformed by the grace of God. So our hope and our prayer for you today, meet with Jesus in the things that we're saying, in the things that we're singing, in the way that we're opening up the word of God, which is alive for us today. We want you to know Jesus, know that he loves you, know that he has a plan for your life. And as we're going through our gathering this morning, do please connect with us here in this live stream space. You can fill in our connection card. The tab, I think, is at the top of your screen. Request prayer if you'd like to. There are great, friendly people who would love to pray with you. And do just connect with us in any and every way that you'd love to. As a church, we gather. That's what we're about today. When we come to the close of our gathering, I'll tell you how you can connect with us going forward into the week. So have a really great time. Be blessed. Enjoy yourself and enjoy Jesus, we pray. It begins in Bethlehem, a nativity rhyme for Christmas time. A woman called Mary was doing her chores when an angel arrived, but not through the doors. He simply appeared and she dropped to the floor. Hello, Mary, he said. God is with you. God is with me, she wondered. But what does that mean? What's this all about? Is it some kind of dream? The angel just smiled. Don't be scared. Please don't scream. God is happy with you and will bless you. God knocks down the proud and lifts up the meek and does mighty things for those who are weak and blesses the ones whose service he seeks. So sing out his praise. He's amazing. You'll soon have a baby, the angel went on. A quite special baby called Jesus, God's son. The heir of King David, he'll sit on his throne and his kingdom will last forever. But how, Mary asked, I don't understand. I'm engaged to be wed, but he's not yet my man. Trust God, said the angel. He's got it all planned. His spirit will come upon you. All night Joseph tossed, all night Joseph turned. He just couldn't sleep. He'd only just learned that Mary was pregnant. What's more, she'd confirmed that the baby she bore was not his. Joseph, don't worry. Joseph, don't weep. Lay down your head and go back to sleep. Mary's been faithful, her love's strong and deep, and her baby is God's own son. He's the answer to all that the prophets have said, so keep your engagement, be glad, and be wed. And when Joseph woke up, that's just what he did. He took Mary to be his wife. One hump, two humps. The star watchers watched the stars go by, looking for secrets in the sky. And then they saw a special star away in the west, away off far. A king's been born, that's what it means, Judea way, or so it seems. They climbed aboard their camely beasts and set off west from their homes back east. One hump, two humps, lumpity-lump, the star watchers went with a bump and a thump. One hump, two humps, lumpity-lump, the star watchers followed the star. At last their journey came to an end. They parked their camels in Jerusalem. Then they went to Herod, king of the nation, to ask him for some information. Oh, king, they asked. They were quite polite. Somewhere around here on this starry night, a brand new baby king abides. Can you tell us where this child resides? 
Starwatch's friends, King Herod smiled. In Bethlehem you'll find the child. Would you tell me where you find him, please? The exact address would put my mind at ease. Herod, of course, told them a lie. He'd already planned for the child to die. When he found the boy, that's what he'd do, so the Star Watchers left without a clue. The shining star led them to the place, a simple house, not some fancy space. And when they saw the little boy, they gave him a pile of special toys. Presents, rather, fit for a king. A bunch of shiny golden things, a spice called myrrh, a sort of perfume, while smelling frankincense filled the room. Then in the night, they had a dream that showed them Herod's evil scheme. So they never said where the boy's house lay, but went straight home by another way. One hump, two humps, a lumpity lump. The star watchers went with a bump and a thump. One hump, two humps, a lumpity lump. The star watchers followed the star. So what is the point of angels and shepherds and camels and stars, you say? Is it just a nice story to tell the children to celebrate Christmas Day? It's not just a story. It's not just for kids. It's the hinge on which history swings. That Bethlehem baby grew into a man who challenged all powers and kings. He taught us that love is better than hate that serving beats being in charge. He showed us the value of each human life, the little as well as the large. And then on a cross, he died for us all, died to take all our wrongs away, and walked three days later right out of his tomb to turn death's dark night to day. And that is the good news the angels proclaimed, the heart of all Jesus would do, a new life for now, a new life forever. That's his Christmas present to you. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Gateway Church this Christmas time. Uh, we're really, really glad that you could join us. And um, I'm probably not the first, but I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas anyway. Um, now, Ordinarily, when we get people in over Christmas time, it's normally for a pantomime, and I normally get everyone to, yes it is. Christmas socks. Has anyone got, okay, well the sock game is out then. Um, we'll just have to let that one go. Um, inside your goodie bags that you've received when you've come in, you, you'll find that there's all sorts of stuff in there. I'm afraid, I'm very sorry parents, we put more chocolate in there, um, so your children will be fueled up yet more. Um, but inside there, there's a, a carol bingo sheet. Can, can you see your little carol bingo sheet? As we go through the evening, um, when you hear these words, you can tick them off, feel free. And, and at any point during the evening, you can just say loudly the one word bingo or house. And, um, and, and I don't know, we'll probably get you some more chocolate, I suppose. Um, that's probably what we'll do. Um, and you're welcome to, to do that. Um, as, as part of the evening, I just want to run through a little bit of housekeeping. Obviously, in these COVID times, you have to, have to make sure that everybody knows what's what. Um, so do please, um, for adults and older children, please keep your masks on um, during the evening. As you probably have seen, we have a one-way system um, in the hall tonight, which runs up here and around and down. So if you do need to use the bathrooms, which are accessible via the rear, do use the one-way system. Please don't worry that everybody will see you leaving uh, the room. Um, it's just life. 
Uh, don't worry about that at all. Um, and, um, and we'll help you when it comes time to, to, to leave the building as well. If you could help us as well to keep um, at least two seats between households or bubbles at all times, that would be super helpful as well. Um, would you like to stand? Um, we, we are going to have some carols and, um, and a lot of great festive music. And if you want to clap along, did anybody bring any jingle bells? Oh, good. I am very, very glad we have a few jingle bells in the house. Please jingle as loudly as you would like to do so. Um, just, just because, um, you know, just to try and get you going a little bit this evening, get, get your kind of, you know, brain working and everything. I've got a little bit of a Christmas IQ test for you this evening just to get us going. Um, all of the answers are Christmas carols or Christmas songs. Okay, so here's your first one. Uh, and wave at me if you've got the answer. All right, here's the first one. A dude named of frozen water named, sorry, a dude made of frozen water named after a children's drink. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, do you say Frosty the Snowman? That, give that man a nothing, actually, sorry. But we have nothing, but well done. Um, all right, here's the second one. Why Rudolph can't get insurance? Anybody? <laughs> it's very bright, but that's not it. Anybody? No? Gra Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Nobody? They, they are that bad. You just want to aim for really, really bad, and then you'll get it. All right, here's, here's the third one. The, the person who doesn't talk at the round table. Silent nights. Thank you. There's one person getting aside my mind. It's not a happy place to be. I'm very sorry, Leslie. But um, okay, last one. The song of a family with septuplets. No, it's not. No. You, can you get yourself into the mind of a family with septuplets? No. The answer is, what child is this? Um, no. No, is it just because I'm a bad parent? I think, I think it might be because I'm a bad parent. Anyhow, um, I think we've got a little video presentation, then we're going to go into our first carol, and then we've got some games for you, and we're going to enjoy the evening like that. So do please jingle, clap. Um, I was going to say dance. Are you a dancing crowd? Maybe. Well, maybe as we go along. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this evening. Thank you, Adam. That's, uh, that's really great. Yeah. Is that good? You getting a good line there? Yeah. Great, okay. Uh, hey, can I help? Hi, hi. Uh, yeah, I, my name's Christina Rossetti. I am, um, well, I wrote a poem and I believe you've put it to music. Oh, you're the competition winner. Oh, Christina, I love the poem. I think it's going to be a huge, huge song. Um, look, we've got a, in about an hour before the gig. If you want to have a seat, and I can play you some if you want. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here it is, from the top. What can I give him, or as I am? If I were a shepherd, I'd bring a lamb. And if I were a wise man, oh, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. I give my heart. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, but that's, that's the ending, though. Be good to, can I just hear the beginning? The beginning? 
yes, you know, um, in the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I had a chat with a few, 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 few people, mm -hmm. and that last verse got a really big response. And uh, so much so everyone thought it was kind of all it really needed. And, and mm -hmm. I did actually Google the average temperatures for Bethlehem in the sort of winter period. It's usually about 14 degrees centigrade daytime. And I mean, overnights are about eight. Um, I didn't know yeah. if you wanted to drop it. No, 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 I'd still love it to, to stay in if that's okay. <laughs> really? Sure? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> in the bleak midwinter it is then. Great.
Would you like to grab your seats? You're more than welcome to do so. Now, here, here is the first game. And, and like I said, we imagined that you would all be in the privacy of your own car and nobody would see you being totally daft and everything would be okay. Can you, are you going to be daft? Are you, <laughs> three or four of you are going to be... Okay, now there's two ways you can play this game. Initially, what we thought was that if you were wearing your Christmas socks... The idea is that with everybody who you're here with tonight in your household or bubble, you need to change socks. Uh, are you up for this? Uh, there's like two people are up for that. Okay, the other way that you can play this game is, because I know some of you are here in Christmas jumpers and not in Christmas socks, is you can change jumpers with the people who are in your household or bubble. Uh, will, you, will you play this game? No, you're just saying no to me straight out. Will anybody play this game? Yeah? Okay, there's a few people who are going to play this game. How about if I told you that for the winner for this game, we will be sending a Domino's dinner to your house? Is anybody... Are you willing to play the game now? Okay. And we don't care how big your household is. We're going to send you Domino's for Christmas. Okay. And if you're watching this on the live stream... Um, what you can do is do it at home, message a picture of you, because we want evidence to our church line. I think the number's in the chat. And if you're there ahead of any of the good people in this room, then you get the dominoes. But we here, we're not going to let the people on the live stream get that dominoes, are we? No. Okay. I'm going I'm to say go in a moment, and you're all just going to look at me like I'm daft, aren't you? I, I, I can see all of the children are very keen to do this, because they... They, they care more about dominoes than their own reputation. Um, you adults, you seem like you're not sure. All right, so you, you either need to change your jumpers or your Christmas socks. Are you ready? Talk to me, people. Are you, if you don't have Christmas socks, just change your normal socks. That's absolutely fine. Change your normal socks. And if you're wearing your smelly socks, it's okay as well. And when you've completed it, it's basically first people to stand up or to send me a picture. And I am watching. And if you just stand up without doing anything, then I'm, I'm not having it. All right, are you ready? I'm going to count this down. Okay. So, three. Are you ready to change your socks or your jumpers? Three. <laughs> That's cheating. Three. Uh, I wouldn't know. Okay, here we go. You were made for tonight, sir, weren't you? You were made for tonight. Um, three, two, one. Change your socks or jumpers. All right, go for it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, who we, who we got? Who's changing that? I can see some jumpers going. Message it if you're on the live stream. It's, have you done it already? Oh my goodness, that, by a whisker, I'm, a, I'm sorry, by a whisker. That is magnificent. Is the blood being cut off a little bit there? You, there's a lady there in her child's jumper. That is an absolute credit to you. Karen, could we take their details? These fine people are getting a Domino's. Um, well done, well done. Okay, thank you for taking part. I, I love you. Happy Christmas. Um, well done, sir. You've got half a sock on. Um, you're absolutely fantastic. Oh, did you do it as well? 
Who's wearing mum's socks? Hey. It's my family. I'll buy them a Domino's. Um, we've got another little silly video, and then we're going to have another carol. So God bless you, and let's, uh, yeah, let's carry on. Excuse me. Sorry. Hope I'm not interrupting anything. Oh, it's Whitfield as I live and breathe. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say uh, good luck for tonight. Hope the show goes well. Oh, no, thank you. Um, by the way, oh, thanks for the lyric polish on Hark. I really love what you uh, did. Oh, I don't think you got sent all of it. Really? Yeah, no, oh, the opening. Brilliant. I don't think Charles was having a good day based on uh, Hark, how all the Welkin rings. Uh, Herald Angel. Way better. Yeah, uh, I was rather pleased with it, I must say. Yeah, but it was, um, yeah, the second verse. Um, Surprised by how heaven adored. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, oh, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, which was just the problem on three and four. Problem three and four. Uh, laid in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Yeah. Well? It doesn't rhyme. What do you mean, it doesn't rhyme? Well, come and womb. It rhymes on paper, though, doesn't it? I mean, that's the most important thing, I think, at the end of the day. I mean, and the first three letters, they rhyme. Yeah, but it's not common one, is it? The, the last letter changes the phonic. Look, I've been through this with John on Amazing Grace through many dangers, toils and snares. I have already come. Twas grace that brought me safe as far, and grace will lead me home. Does, doesn't rhyme. We'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> that rhymes. Thanks. We all, there we are. Shall we all stand? There we are, eventually. Now with this one, we've jazzed it up a little bit, so be expecting some great dance moves, because we can't sing, but if you could all give a little boogie, it'd be great.
good dancing. Sorry. Oh, we do like a bit of dancing. What, what do you want for Christmas? What does anybody want for Christmas? Anybody want to tell me? Two front teeth, excellent. Anybody for a hippopotamus? Um, what does anybody else want? A lion. Oh, a lion. Okay. That makes, a, that makes a lot more sense. What would you like for Christmas? For what to disappear? COVID to disappear. Does anybody else want that? Yeah, yeah, I think we do. Um, every year, um, there's, there's a company that calculates the cost of how much it would cost to get the 12 days of Christmas. Um, you know, you know, on the 12th day of Christmas, is that it? All those things. If you imagine, how much would it cost to get the gifts from the 12 days of Christmas? Does anybody want to hazard a guess as to how much it would cost? It's in US dollars, I'm afraid. Anybody want to hazard a guess what your Christmas might look like if you had to buy all of that? Not 100,000, no. I'm afraid it's a lot cheaper. $12? I'm sorry. I'm deaf. That's the problem with this, isn't it? Sorry. Oh, no, it's not, but uh, $16,168.14. Does that sound like anybody's outlay at Christmas time? Is that how it feels? If you had to lay out for a lion, um, perhaps it might. Um, how are you getting on with your bingo sheets? How is anyone doing with your Christmas bingo? Is anybody approaching house yet? Anybody got bingo? I'm not really sure what I'm going to give you. We started off with the dominoes. Everything's downhill after that, isn't it? Um, we'll give you something, I'm sure. Okay, we're going to continue. We've got another silly video, and then we're going to go back into some carols. Okay. Look, look guys, look, I appreciate the lyrics. I do. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a lyric guy. I'm, I'm just saying I'm struggling to make it work, though, melodically. It's the inspired word of God you're talking about there. Yeah, but it does sound a little bit like you're saying God could have written it a little bit better. No, 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 no. I'm not, say I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm struggling to make it work as a, as a song. Right. For another £10, we could have got Matt Redmond. Yeah, Look, guys, there's it. got to be a reason why no one has ever put the genealogy of Jesus from Matthew 1 into a Christmas carol before. Just be grateful we didn't give you Luke to work with. I mean, that's a lot longer. Look, I'm sure with all of your talent, you'll come up with something wonderful. Just make sure it's nice and Christmassy. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Thank you for coming. Thank you. We are just looking at Abraham, the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah, Judah, the father of Perez, and Zerah, Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Amnidab, Amnidab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz. Boaz, the father of Obed. Obed, the father of Jesse. Ha ha! No, that's not funny. Uh, Jesse, the father of King David. King David, the father of Solomon. Solomon, the father of Rehoabim. Rehoabim, the father of Abishah. Abishah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehovim. Jehovim, the father of Uzziah. The father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Ammon. Ammon, the father of Josiah. 
Josiah, the father of Jeconiah, at the time of exile. Ha! Now that's definitely not funny. Jeconiah, the father of Sheldiel. Sheldiel, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud. Abihud, the father of Elikium. Elikium, the father of Azor. Azor, the father of Zadok. Zadok, the father of Akim. Akim, the father of Elihud. Elihud, the father of Eliza. Eliza, the father of Matan. And Matan, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Who is the mother of Jesus? Who is called the Messiah? Yeah, I think that'll have to do. Yeah, I think that'll have to do. I don't think we'll give that one a go. Should we all stand? Do some more carols.
stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never pining till he appeared and the soul. Thrill of hope, the weary world 
You're welcome to, you're welcome to grab your seats. And should we just appreciate the wonderful band who are <laughs> presenting these carols? And I, I know it's not quite the same when you can't sing along, but if you do want to sing along to carols, we, we are presenting over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day um, some special services that are going to be available online and on Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. or 11 p.m. Uh, for you traditionalists and um, Christmas Day morning at 10.30 a.m. If you head to gatewaywirral.com slash live, which I'll probably say a hundred times this evening, so don't worry if you didn't catch it. But if you head there, then you'll be able to, to watch our Christmas Eve services and our Christmas Day, and you can get yourself an eggnog latte, sit down on the couch with your reindeer slippers on and sing your heart out. And that sounds pretty good to me. Um, so do please um, enjoy all those other things. Now, in a minute or two, uh, as I understand it, one of Santa's reindeers is going to be coming and bringing us some fun and games for the kids and, uh, and for the big kids amongst us. And I know there's quite a few. Um, so that's going to be coming just in a couple of minutes. But before that, we wanted to present to you this Christmas time a little bit of a message of Christmas hope. Is anybody up for a little bit of hope at the end of 2020? I think we probably are, aren't we? So we're going to show a short video now, uh, and then uh, one of Santa's reindeers is going to come and bring us some fun and games. Thank you for joining me as we think about the hope that we all need. And we're going to turn to a familiar story in the Gospels, in Luke's Gospel. It's the story of the shepherds and the angels. We find it in Luke 2 and verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. I think it happened I don't know, four or five years ago now, uh, we were getting ready to uh, complete the preparations for our Christmas festivities, and I was given a rather simple mission. I was sent to the butchers to pick up the turkey. This should have been relatively easy to do, but it didn't quite turn out that way. I parked my car outside the butchers, dashed inside, emerged later, uh, couple of minutes later with a 20 pound turkey which I placed on the passenger seat next to me. Jumped in the car, started the car and suddenly a warning light started to flash advising me 
that I was attempting to carry a passenger in my car, a passenger not wearing a seatbelt. Now, despite the fact that the passenger concerned was rather cold, dead, featherless, poultry, the car didn't realize that and I was getting the warning light, the telling off electronically. So um, I could have just put the turkey um, down in front of the seat. That would have been the obvious thing to do, but that didn't occur at that moment. And for some reason, I decided to reach across and fasten the seatbelt across the turkey. At this moment, a passerby who wanted some directions from a friendly local decided to come up to the passenger side of my car, knocked on the window. I pressed the button, the window went down. He stuck his head in the car to ask for directions and then realized that he was encountering a man who apparently likes to chauffeur drive poultry around the country, poultry that wears seatbelts. He didn't run away screaming, but I think he was seriously tempted to. Now, why did all of that happen? Why did I do that? Well, it happened because I just didn't stop to think. I think that at Christmas, often, we don't think. We don't think about what the reality, the truth, the heart of the message is. And it's partly because it's such a familiar story. It's, it's Mary, it's Joseph, it's the baby Jesus, it's the shepherds, it's the wise men. It's a familiar story, and when stories are familiar to us, we don't tend to want to get really beyond the surface with them. We know that Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. We know that, sadly, Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Now, we hear that, we don't ask the question, why did Jack go up a hill to get a pail of water when water is normally found at the foot of the hill? We don't ask whether Jack uh, was pushed, why did he fall, and if he was pushed, who was responsible for that? And we have no idea why Jill fell down and came tumbling after. The story is so familiar to us. And I wonder whether we've somewhat rewritten the Christmas story. We've turned the Christmas story into something that it's not. The Christmas story is not about a chap dressed in red squeezing his way through our central heating pipe so he can um, deliver gifts to us. The story is not about elves or power-assisted reindeer dashing around the planet in nine seconds. The story has been rewritten. The story is not about shopping for gifts and all of the, the paraphernalia that goes with Christmas. The story is actually a story of the hope that we all need. And how much do we need that hope at this time when we've been battling with this COVID crisis and it's felt like a disaster movie. It's felt like a Bruce Willis movie, but there's not been uh, an appearance so far of Bruce to come and rescue us. And very seriously, we know, don't we, that so many have faced challenges in this last year, uncertainty about businesses and employment, financial worries, the obvious health concerns, grief as many, many families have lost loved ones, grief that will be even more poignant at this Christmas time as there is an empty chair at the table. We need authentic hope. 
We don't need slogans. We don't need, it'll all be okay. We don't need, don't worry, be happy. We need hope. And this story is a story of hope that came to a people who 2,000 years ago, they were hopeless. Israel was under occupation from the Romans who would crush any attempt to rise up. There were, there were terrible taxes that were being exacted upon the people. It was a time of fear, uncertainty. When will all of this come to an end? It was to a hopeless people that hope came. So let's know, first of all, that this is hope for everyone. I love the way in this story, as the shepherds hear the news, the word you is emphasized. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. A savior has been born to you. This will be a sign to you. This hope was for the shepherds. This hope, the hope of Christ, is for you. It's for me. This was not just a supernatural experience that the shepherds had, that they would just talk about how marvelous, what a spiritual experience. No, this meant that everything was different, that they were not alone in the universe, that there is a God, that there is purpose in life, that there is help available for us even in our darkest days, that even death itself ultimately is beaten because of what Jesus has done. This is hope for me. It's hope for you. Good evening. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Who's going to get thrown at? Good evening. Let's see. There we go. Right. Are we ready for some fun? Are you sure? You don't sound so too convincing here. So hopefully on your way in, you were given a bag per family. Yes? Were you given a bag? If you haven't, hopefully some of the ushers will be able to give you a bag. I'm going to call on Grace. She's going to come up here. We want to have competition. So, in your bag are some Christmas decorations. We are going to put a two-minute counter on here. Grace and I are going to get dressed up as a Christmas tree, but you've also got to get dressed up as a Christmas tree. Okay, you've got probably some less, a few less decorations than us, but one per family. We want to see, okay, who is the best Christmas tree, and you're going to get a selection box. Okay, we're going to give a selection box to the best Christmas tree. Now, don't cheat. Some of you have already got the decks out. Come on. There's a little bit of cheating. It's normally me who cheats. Okay, so put everything back in your bag. You've got 30 seconds. Put everything back in your bag. I don't want to see any tinsel out. Okay, we're going to start here. Are we ready? Is the countdown there? Are you ready on a countdown? We've got a load of things here. Okay, and we're going to see who is the best at a Christmas tree. So, have we got the countdown, guys? Yep, it's there. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go.
on there. Hold on. Let's have a look. How are we doing? There's some good Christmas trees in the building. Some lights are going on. We're swaying. Baubles are going everywhere. I'm going to cause more trouble. Okay, pretty good. Stand up if you are a Christmas tree. Let me have a look. Who is going to get the selection box? Pretty good one over there. Not bad here. What do we reckon, Grace? This gentleman here. Should we give two out? I think there's another selection. I think Father Christmas has got another selection box coming up. So, this gentleman here... He's actually looking like a tree. So we're going to go here. Okay. We're going to grab another one. Let me see. We've got a couple. You. Anybody think Grace deserves a Christmas tree? Uh, no, I think mine's a little bit better, don't you think? No, don't you think Pastor Karen's is, is better? No, on that one. Okay. We've got another selection box. So I will give you that, sir, in a minute. Okay, we've got one more coming up. We're going to go for a little one. Okay. Oh, the candles at the back. Father, oh, Father Christmas, thank you. Oh, we've got two. We've got two. We're going to be quick here. Okay, so we've got one in the middle holding candles there. Okay, we'll go there in a minute. And we're going to go one over this side. Okay, this little one here as well. So selection box is coming. Sorry, parents. If your children are going to be full of sugar. Now, you might think, what was the point of getting dressed up as a Christmas tree? So when you look at a Christmas tree, who's got their Christmas trees up at home? Give me your hands in the air if your Christmas tree is up. Confession, mine's about that big, but it's a Christmas tree. There we go. Okay, when you look at your Christmas tree, what is the first thing that you see? Okay. What is the first thing that you see when you look at your Christmas? Lights. Okay, we see the lights. Anybody else? A star. Anything else? Baubles. Okay, baubles. Chocolates. Okay, so you see all kinds of things. Does anybody ever walk into your room and see the Christmas tree stand? Anybody look in, go into your room and think, wow, what a beautiful stand it is. Well, the thing is, this is the most important part of the Christmas tree. Because without the Christmas tree, without the stand, should I say, okay, it would, the tree would just go, wouldn't it? And would fall on the floor. And it's a little bit about Christmas, isn't it? Christmas, we look at presents we look at the gifts, we look at the tree, we look at the turkey, even the sprouts I mentioned this morning, some of you like. Yeah, we're not having those in there. But without the importance of having Christ in Christmas, 
we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas, would we? And I want to encourage you today is to think about the real reason of Christmas. Like the tree, the stand is the most important part. Jesus is the most important part of Christmas. And God showing his love that he sent his son into this world for every one of us. So if you think about that this Christmas, think about how Jesus can be the center of it like this stand. Well, we're going to clear this up, but while we do, this year, how many of you have missed watching a nativity? Yes? We've missed it, haven't we? But here, okay, our nativities are normally amazing, and they're still amazing because, parents, you have been wonderful, because we have actually filmed a nativity this year, okay? And we're going to sit back and we're going to relax. A big thank you to parents, a big thank you to, to Grace for putting it on and putting it together. And we've actually got the real nativity, the really real nativity. So we're going to sit back and we're going to watch and enjoy. letting her hair down in the park. Suddenly, there was a big crash. A huge angel called Gabriel came. And she was like, Mary, don't be scared. I'm a nice angel. God said you have to have the baby Jesus. He's in your belly. So she was like, Oh, that's serious. Oh my dad, he's told Joseph and he was right. What? Then Joseph was like, Well, we have to go to Bethlehem, but just so pack a bag quick. <laughs> So they were going for ages and ages, but Mary got tired, so Joseph gave her a lift. That's not right. There was a donkey. That's better. Then they finally got there, but the hotel was fully booked. So they tried to find somewhere else to stay, but everyone was like, No way! No chance! But then, one of them was so nice, 
And he was like, well, I didn't have a spare bed, but I have a shed. And they were like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I love it. But then, somewhere else, I think it was in a field. There was some shepherd. They were doing shepherd things. Like shepherd things with sheep. But then, there was a big crash. And another angel came and was like, Quick, Jesus has been born. He's in the shed over there. You should go and see him. So off they went to Bethlehem. In their cars? Um, I'm not sure it was quite like this. Shh, let it happen. And then, uh, somewhere else, there were some wise men. No, they were kings. Uh, who's telling the story here? They saw a big star in the sky. Far away. And it was like, follow me, follow me. Stars can't talk though. Stop, I'm telling a story. So these wise men followed the star all the way to Bethlehem. Wait, why are there bikes? This is how it went. Then everybody got there and saw baby Jesus lying in the manger and they gave him birthday presents. Jesus, I got you gold. Jesus, I got you frankincense. Jesus, I got you myrrh. And Jesus was like, Thank you so much. Uh, babies can't talk either. Uh, you're so annoying. Well, what happened next? Uh, I think they went home after that. Yeah, they were probably tired. And that's the Christmas story. Kind of. Nearly. Thanks for watching. Right, we've got another slightly interactive one. So need you all on your feet again. Slightly interactive song. With this one. There's a, a certain phrase in this, and when the certain phrase comes up, if you've got jingle bells with you, I need you to jingle them. Uh, unfortunately, you can't all shout, but if you clap, rattle your jewellery. Give it a good rattle. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever it says it's Christmas, give it a big, big rattle. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll celebrate. So quite a lively one, so again, want to see the dancing.
Oh, you got bingo. We got some. Bi- I was just going to ask. As an, oh, as a bunch of you got bingo as well. I think we might actually have run out of chocolate. Uh, but, but, but well done. Who, who'd have thought we'd ever run out of chocolate? Grab your seats and we'll just say thank you to this wonderful band again. Would you do that? We're having a wonderful time this evening. You guys can grab a seat if you'd like to. And we're going to present to you just the second part of our message of hope this Christmas time. And then we've got one closing carol before we finish out tonight's program. But just to, to thank you, before we go into this second video, you've been absolutely fantastic this evening. I know perhaps that this Christmas, it's not what any of us would have looked for or wanted. And, and it, it's, it's so tricky and hard, but you've come with, with such good spirits and uh, wanting to have such good fun. And you've really made this a, a wonderful time this evening. So we hope that you 
appreciate this message of hope that's going to come to you this evening. And if, if you want to find out more about it, do please join us over Christmas time, gatewayworld.com slash live, and do please get in touch with us, and we'd love to be able to share more of the message of hope of Jesus at Christmas time. So let's watch together, and then we're going to enjoy another carol to close. Secondly, this is hope that lights up darkness in this rather boring, tedious job that these shepherds had. Suddenly, the sky was lit up by these celebrating, partying and rather loud angels. It was hope that lit up darkness. Even before the COVID crisis, it was estimated as a result of a survey that there are many people who dread Christmas. It's a grey Christmas. People who are struggling financially, who feel left out from the spending spree that can happen around Christmas time. Those who are alone and again who miss their loved ones most poignantly at Christmas time. The pressure of Christmas, getting it all sorted, getting it all arranged. And for Christians, there can be a tinge of disappointment too as we recognize that the true message of Christmas is being lost to so many. But hope came to these shepherds that lit up their darkness. Also, it was hope that came because of news of a rescuer, a savior. What's a savior? A savior is someone who saves, someone who rescues us. Surely we have learned through this last 8, 10, 11 months, that we can't instantly sort everything out. The myth that we are totally in control has been shattered. Our world need, needs rescuing with political uncertainty and ranting and shouting rather than debate and discourse. And all of the threats that we have felt globally, we need rescuing. A saviour is born is the message here. We need to understand as individuals that we need rescuing too, that we are not called to just stand on our own two feet, that actually you and I were designed to live a life in a relationship with the God who created us, a relationship of faith, but a relationship nevertheless. I remember many years ago when I was 16 or 17 celebrating a Christmas where I was not a Christian. Christmas Eve my primary objective was to go out with some friends, get drunk and then we planned to find a local church not to attend a service but to throw a few bottles to break some glass over the door. Such was my antagonism towards all things religious and Christian. Thank God a few months later, I discovered that Christianity has got nothing to do with mere religion, but it is about knowing Christ by faith, beginning a relationship with him. And my life was transformed within months of that Christmas Eve as I made a decision that I needed rescue. I needed someone to save me. And that savior is Jesus. This story also is a story about hope that sends shame packing, that banishes shame. These shepherds were branded as sinners. 
Shepherds were not trusted in those days. Often they would allow their flocks to wander onto land that didn't belong them, and they were infamous for sheep stealing. And they were officially branded by the religious authorities of the day as sinners. Shepherding was a sinner trade. But it's to them that the good news comes. I think that perhaps many of us back away from God because we feel so intensely the weight of our shame. There are issues in our past. There are decisions that we have made that perhaps we deeply regret. I need to say this to Christians as well because sometimes Christians who say that we believe the good news Sometimes we can cover ourselves too with shame. It's not guilt. Guilt is a good thing. It's a good thing to feel bad when you are. Otherwise, we would live in an amoral universe. But shame is something that smothers us. We turned away from that action. Perhaps as Christians, we've experienced forgiveness in theory, but we still live with a sense of shame. The great reformer Martin Luther said most Christians have enough religion to feel guilty about their sins, but not enough to enjoy life in the Spirit. And the truth is, if you are not a follower of Jesus, you don't have to carry shame anymore. Forgiveness, grace, love is available. That sends shame packing. And if you are a follower of Jesus, this Christmas time, please believe what you say you believe and put it into action and accept the forgiveness and the grace of God. The Bible describes him as the glory and the lifter up of our heads. How tragic it would be if we celebrate the gift of Christ this Christmas, but we don't put into action, into place in our lives, that grace that enables us to know peace and hope because our sins are forgiven. Well, finally, this is a hope that invites all of us to choose. And I love this part of the story because having had this amazing experience, the shepherds say, let us go to Bethlehem. They took action. I notice that even as a baby, Jesus polarized opinion sharply. People were either for him, like those so-called wise men who came from the east carrying their gifts of gold and incense and myrrh, like these shepherds who didn't just come to visit Bethlehem but shared the news of their angelic encounter with as many people as they could. These were the ones, they were the ones who were for Jesus, if I can put it like that. And then, of course, there's the villain of the story, Herod, who was vehemently against Jesus and infanticide was the result. Jesus polarizes opinion. We're either for him or against him and there's a sense in which we can't really sit on the fence and just call him a good teacher, a nice person, because he makes claims that are either absolutely true or they're staggeringly ridiculous and outrageous. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Effectively, he's saying, I'm it. I'm the way. We either 
bow the knee and choose to accept that and then allow our lives to respond to that truth because Christianity is not just about a belief, it's about a decision in the, about the way that we live our lives. Or we find ourselves uh, just walking away, shaking our heads, saying that's crazy stuff and, and I'm not going to buy it. A decision is required, surely, of us. Just over 40 years ago now, I stood at the front of a church waiting for a rather beautiful young lady to arrive for our wedding day. She was eight minutes late. Um, I'm over that now. We stood at the front of the church together and the minister asked us both if we would take each other in holy matrimony. He asked us a series of questions. Will you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife that happened to hold from this day forward, richer for poorer, sickness and in health. Uh, and each, we, were, we were each asked to respond with a decision. I will. I will. And as Kay responded with her decision, I will, as I responded, so the minister was able to declare, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Both of us, each of us, I should say, had made that choice and now the marriage relationship could begin. God looks at you. He looks at me. The message of Christmas, the hope that we all need, is that this God has said, I will. He has come to bring us hope and life and rescue. The baby grew up. Jesus showed us how to live in his teaching. He then went to the cross and in a way that we cannot begin to fully understand, he took all of our sins upon him. He closed the gap between us and God, but the story didn't end there because on the third day, he rose again, spent time with his disciples, ascended into heaven. And Christians believe, because the Bible says so, that one day he will come again. God has said in the Christmas story and in the story of the cross and the empty tomb, God has said, I will. Now he invites each of us to respond. RSVP, respond if you please, will you? Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. These are the words that the shepherds heard. As we hear the story again today, may our response be, I will. Shall we all stand for our final carol, Joy to the World? To the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. 
I'm sure you'd like to say another thank you to the wonderful band who've uh, presented the carols this evening. And we'd like to say a big thank you to you all for being here this evening as well. In a moment or two, I'm going to ask us to leave in, in kind of an orderly fashion, if that's okay. And we're, we're going to start with, with this side and then the middle and then this side, if that's okay. But just to remind you uh, that over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we're at gatewayworld.com slash live, and we would love to see you there. And if you want to know anything more about the message of hope that's been presented this evening, then do please get in touch with us on the usual uh, channels of Facebook that you know and so on. And we would love to be able to chat with you uh, some more about the message of hope this Christmas time. Thank you for being here. A hugely happy Christmas to you all. We pray that you'll stay safe and well and that you'll have a beautiful time together. God bless you and happy Christmas everybody. Good night. Once again it's been such a delight to be able to share together as a church this morning 
and uh, we know uh, that taking what God has been doing in our lives, we can go and have wonderful weeks with him. Just to um, invite you um, to journey together with one another as we go through the week. We as a church, we don't just gather, but we get going into what God has for us together. And we have these things called transform communities. We would love to help you to connect with other like-minded people who are exploring God's goodness and grace and seeing how they can be a part of his transforming work in the world. So again, hit us up, get in touch. We'd love to help you to connect anything that you need, any prayer requests, do let us know. And we'll love to see you again this time next week. God bless you and bye for now.